The Meet for TCAS is brought to you in part by SoneLab, a recording studio in East Hampton, Massachusetts. Offering recording, mixing, and mastering of all styles of music, we even master podcasts. Email info at sonelab.com for more information. That's info at sonelab.com. the record button. Have we started? We have started. So this is the Meet for Tea cast. You might always start like that. Who knows? I'm Elizabeth McDuffie, founding editor of Meet for Tea, the Valley Review, and this is... I'm Mark Allen Miller, sidekick and uh, co-conspirator in Meet for Tea. Yeah, and I'm um, graphic designer and web guy and um, the hats. host of the Cirques and a whole bunch of stuff. The hats, there are many. Welcome to the very exciting inaugural, very, very first Meet for Tea cast. It is here. We are live. We are live from the Blue Kitchen. So this podcast is live footage from a really cool event we did for the July Art Walk at Corsello's Butcheria. It was called Cold Cuts. And Cool Cuts. And it was amazing. And if you haven't been to Corsello's, you should go. There's a free plug for them because they're awesome. East Hampton Art Walk happens the second Saturday of every month. It's a bunch of art throughout town. Yep. All the local businesses are all the ones who care to participate. Who end up being most have art on exhibit. The galleries have special events. Sometimes there's spoken word events or music events. But... Or open studios. So in this case, we had a multimedia event at Corsello Butcheria. We had art on exhibit featuring the artwork of Gina Gates and Corey Canavano and Heather McQueen. And we had spoken word featuring myself and Allison Murchie and LD Green and Michael Alps. And we had live music from Brandy Simone and Brittany Brido. Oh, and also we had Scotty Swan DJing and making that end of the street sound just so cool. And today we're featuring some carefully selected excerpts from that day for your listening pleasure. The first will be me reading two poems, Ode to Lardo and Happy Birthday, Mr. Vonnegut. So I'm just going to read two short things. This is called, Happy Birthday, Kurt Vonnegut. My Tibetan Buddhist monk cousin mailed me a jar of 46-year-old starter this summer. And so it goes. My Aunt Priscilla got her batch from Gisela, who with her family escaped the Nazi scourge in Eastern Europe. Pooty wheat! She came to America, made sourdough starter, and kept it alive for 45 years, and counting. And so it goes. And now my starter is 46. And I gave a bat to my father, Bruce, Aunt Priscilla's big brother, bringing it full circle. And so it goes. And on Wednesday, when I arose to the dread news that the orange one had won, pooty wheat, I donned my apron, rolled up my sleeves, and gave my starter a double feed. And so it goes. And that's how it came to be that on the 11th day of the 11th month, I baked my 11th loaf. And so it goes. 
Thank you. And because we are at Corcello's Butcheria, I felt it only appropriate to read my Ode to Lardo with apologies to Keats. You as yet untasted morsel of lusciousness, you bastard child of bacon and butter, the most jaded palate you delight, melting umami more eloquent than verse, what strange alchemy, what mad chef created you? Was he deity, mortal, or both? In Tuscany or in Rome? What man or god was he whom vegans loathe? What wild passion? What special pigs? What whiffs and aromas? What glory on the tongue? Tasted lardo is delicious, but lardo untasted is more delectable still not only to the yearning palate, but to the whole being, appealing to the taste buds of no vegetarian. Fair Lardo, upon my plate you cannot stay. Your sensuous texture and flavor unmatched cannot remain untouched for long. Bold Lardo, never, never can you last. Consuming you is my goal, yet do not fret. You cannot fade, though now you are gone from my plate. For long will your memory linger, and you will be forever yummy. Thank you. If you haven't tried lardo, I bet Vincent can tell you how good it is and sell you some. So next up, we'll have Brandy Simone performing some of her songs solo. Hello. Hi. Hey. Well, this is cool. <laughs> Never thought I'd play music on this uh little triangle but <laughs> I don't want to feel like a ticking bomb Something to go wrong And I don't want to feel Like I'm so fragile My body is made of paper And so's my skull And we're not built to last We're not built to last And where will I be When my body betrays me When I look in the mirror now I'm not what I see And we're not built to last We're not built to last And we're crying for everyone we know who has died How we revere these beautiful lies 
my time will come I can almost foresee eventually and we're not built to last we're not built to last thanks I feel a little bit like the grim reaper standing here on the corner Ah, you like the sunshine, do ya? <laughs>
Don't tempt fate Don't tempt fate Don't get cocky Don't get overconfident Cause life gets rocky Just when you're thinking you're above all of it When you meet someone who's going through something And you can't relate Just say a little prayer for them and for yourself And don't dire warning. Give it up for Brandy Simone. What a, what a lovely voice. And we'll be back in just a moment. And welcome back. Up next is Mr. Breckenridge's Ridge by Aldi Green. An epic poem. Happy day to one and all. L.D. Green. Dishonest Gabe. LD, the D stands for damn it. And today I was on a roof for most of the day and all I did was complain how hot it was. So my boss actually started a trash can fire on the roof. And there was no water all afternoon and I kept complaining about water. And when he came back a few hours later, he brought up a cooler. I was like, thank you. But when he opened it, he tossed me a North Face jacket and hood. The moral of that was don't complain. Don't complain. Just get through it. Like I'm gonna try now. Who has a CD player? Well, if you can answer this question, this is yours. What color is that red car? What shape is a circle? Is it round or square? Round. This is a, a true story poem. And it inspired these uh, paintings um, from a local artist, Nicole from uh, Northampton. So anybody wants to have a look, they're right over here. Next to Mr. Mark. Mr. Mark. 
I picked this in particular because of the moral that I learned today. And there'll be more gifts if at the end of this story you can tell me what the moral of this story is. How's that sound? True story. But it's being told by a liar, so believe whatever you'd like. I remember Keverin and I just shooting the ship. We were looking out over Mr. Breckenridge's Ridge. The night was dark and the city below was light. It's no wonder everything about tonight seemed rusty, foggy. I wish everyone could look out over Mr. Breckenridge's Ridge. It is the feeling the opposite of worthlessness. It is a hand that strokes your spirit is what it is. It eases you into a buzz of complacency. And what is truly important, it helps you see. And what is important tonight and every night is Keverin. God bless her and God bless this ridge. Mr. Breckenridge's Ridge. Mr. Breckenridge's Ridge. Foggy. Foggy as fog can get. It was foggy like this when Keverin and I first met. I was on my way home, <laughs> worrying, scurrying. The fog, you see, was ready to allow large drops of wind and rain to rain upon my head, my wavery head. I first remember being scared the day that I was first dared. I was dared when I was first conceived. I was scared when I was first conceived. I was born itching with flinching. I was no apple pie. I was muttered with stutter. A village idiot labeled was I. And though self-admittedly never very smart, I have to say that I've always had a great big heart. Now down from the ridge nearly was I when a monstrous bolt of light strew through the sky. First it made me mutter, then st stutter, and then I said the word right. Jesus, I could not believe my eye. I was standing there flinching one minute and slammed to the ground the next. I said, how can this be? A flash of light, an over-friendly tree. My stutter is gone, but it's getting harder and harder to breathe. Now this big old tree is crushing its weight into me. I lie there counting its rings. And I realized then that my realizing was nearly at an end. 
character two, Keverin. My best female voice. I, nearing the top side, just below the rise where I watched lightning strike. I am young, beautiful, or so I'll confess. For my age, I am one of the tallest. I am having another bad day, and lately they have been meaner and longer lasting in every possible way. Yet it is only here at Mr. Breckenridge's Ridge where I feel safe and I feel strong. It only takes a peek over the ridge and I know that this is where I belong. And even as this fog falls thick and the rain pours down quick, my problems, ghosts, my fears and tears will someday slide off my head, down my shoulders and off this ridge. Mr. Breckenridge's Ridge. Now picture this. That guy is down and out. He's laying like this with a big old tree crushing its weight into him. Nearly dead. Poor guy. Here she comes. He says, She was a stunner of wonder. And when she noticed me, her freckles lit up and danced in the fog. Yes, even in fog that is as thick as this. Frantically, she asked me, why do you lie under a tree in such heavy dew? Staring at her giant worried eyes, I told her I was just admiring the angle of this view. Standing now in shock, she must have been thinking that soon I'd be dead when a loud clap of thunder clapped just above her head. The rain gushed, and with the wind's help, she pushed and pushed the piece of log timber off my helpless self. And I thought I heard her say, above the clouds of fog must lie a crescent moon. I believed her, I just knew she knew. I had a leg that begged for a brace of hard paste. I had an arm that once threw, it was now thrown back. I had a rib or two, perhaps as many as three or four, not only broken, but so punishingly sore. Yet her every rub or touch of a spot drew back the pain and the tearful shouts, both hers and mine. Easy does it, just a little more. I feel like you look, and at times like the time just before this storm. I felt so wavery, I just had to go wavering. So unreal, fancy meeting you here. Someone who looks just like I feel. Will you heal my wounds if I heal yours? In a rough, throaty voice, I whispered into her ear, hoping to her that I'd be worth my weight on her wear as she carried me up the ridge. Mr.